Welcome to Two Keys in a Pod. I'm Shantiana Keys. And usually you would hear my sister go, and I'm Andriana Keys. That's not going to happen this week because it's just me this week. I am riding solo, just like the name of this episode. So as I've mentioned previously, that my sister's schedule is actually insane, okay? And she has way too many jobs, but she's getting after the, the money, you know? So I can't knock her hustle. But anyways... So it'll just be me this week. And this may happen probably every other week is my guess. So I decided let's take a different turn. All right. We're going to do more pop culture because that is kind of my interest and not Andriana's at all. Um, talking TV, music, pop culture things, entertainment things. So that's what I'll be talking about. So just like I said last week, if you're not into that sort of thing, this is probably not the episode for you. So basically when you see... Me, <laughs> think pop culture. <laughs> when you see her, y'all know what I'm talking about. My life is just like a constant quoting of memes, truly. And the meme that I'm recalling is when when you see her, you see me. When you see me, you see her. Okay, anyways, I'm so glad I had to explain that. Anyways, let's get to it. This past week, or past two weekends, was Coachella. And y'all know that I've been having a third life crisis, if you follow along. And I've been, you know, going to festivals on one of my before 30 things, which, by the way, is definitely not going to happen before 30. But I think that if I plan it before 30, then it somehow counts. Okay, so I'll get back to you on that. But Coachella has become like this social media like frenzy. Okay. So I did like a few recaps of Coachella, but here's the highlights for me. All right. Rosalia next level. I've seen her on award shows. Cause I love award shows. I saw her perform a couple of times, maybe in the last two years, she was fabulous then. Okay. But this was like something different. Like she was doing something the girlies are not doing anymore. You know, choreo vocals, showmanship, like it was all the things. So I thoroughly enjoyed both of her performances. I watched both of them on the live stream that they do. Um, not live because nobody's staying up that late, but wake up the next morning and then you go look at it on YouTube. Now, I was also consuming a lot of content from TikTok about the outfits people were wearing, um, how people prepared to come to the festival and, you know, watching vloggers show like the ins and out, like shout out to Monet McMichael. She did a really good job of like showing Camp Poosh and her experience there. Now, obviously that is not everybody's experience, but it was cool to kind of watch along to see how it is like when you're not like grinding it out in the desert in a tent with your friends getting dehydrated. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if I would love to go to Coachella or not. I mean, I think it would be fun. Um, but I feel like I don't want to go unless I'm on like some hoity-toity bougie trip. Because otherwise, you are really slumming it to stand in the middle of the field, probably two football fields away from the stage. And if you don't want to do that, then you have to get there early, I assume. And then stand at the stage and, like, what do you do about the bathroom? I assume you would hope that you're with a group and they hold your spot. I have no idea. No idea how this works. And clearly have not been to a festival. But it is on my list to do in the next year. So stay tuned. 
Um, another great act was Blackpink. I thought their first performance on Weekend One was a bit haphazard. I don't know what was going on, but from the live stream, it looked incredibly chaotic. Like you're just jumping all over the place, which I hate. You know, they've got four members, so you do have to kind of bounce around with the camera angles, but it just was constant and it was a lot. But the second weekend, it looked like they had ironed out some things and I thought it was a great performance. Felt like they looked more comfortable. Again, the camera work was better. So all in all, great job. They went from, you know, being on one of the other stages four years ago to now headlining. So very big deal. Very cool. I'm sure you've seen that Frank Ocean performed weekend one, said he hurt his leg, wasn't able to perform weekend two, wasn't even able to perform what he had planned for weekend one. But obviously very big deal for the festival because people thought they were um, going to get the opportunity to see Frank Ocean. Uh, I'm not a big Frank Ocean person, but it seems like it was very important to a lot of people. So unfortunate. You would think that, you know, some day he'll come back and be able to do both weekends as a headliner but um yeah those were my thoughts from Coachella felt like there were some cute-ish outfits like nobody was over the top it looks like people have gone to a more laid-back look and that's because the celebrities have gone to a more laid-back look but I also think it's like important that you know people do the most when they're there I think we've like watched all these vlogs for years at Coachella and now everybody thinks it's not cool to like care, but I think it's cool. And it's cool to see people do the most and wear the least (laughs) at Coachella. Anyway. Okay. So that was Coachella. What other things are happening? I had this notebook ready for this prepared. Um, and I left it in my car and that's where we're at. Okay. But I wanted to get this down because it's already late. Simone Biles got married to her now husband, Jonathan Owens, and people were talking about her edges. Now, I'm old enough to remember when we did this to Gabby Douglas. Now, Gabby Douglas, it's a little different. A little different, I'll be honest with you. But she was still flipping through the air, so like, who cares? Well, black people care, I guess. But uh, it it was just too much back then, but... Like, people really came for this woman on her wedding photos. <laughs> like, And she, in, I don't want to say good fun, but she basically was like, look, I'm in Houston. These edges are going to curl up every time I go outside. All right? Anyway, Simone Biles, the GOAT, do whatever you'd like. Black people are always going to come for you about your hair. It just is what it is. It's just the way of life. <laughs> so congrats to her. Oh, something I forgot to mention. Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello were making out weekend one. Like, what the heck was that? Who knows? It might be a, you know, it was lovers connecting in in the heat of the moment. Who knows? But I will say, like, don't connect in the heat of the moment when everybody and their mother has their phone out recording you. That's all I'm saying. It's amazing. Um, actually, this brings up a great point. And I love how I'm like low-key talking to myself. Great point, Shantiana. Will we ever in our lifetimes, and I don't think we will, so that's my answer. Will we ever go to a concert and not see cell phones out? Okay, of course, no. 
unless somebody locks them away. But I'm also curious, like artists that performed prior to the iPhone or prior to camera phones. Now, listen, I took a camera phone to Justin Timberlake. I do remember that. But can we imagine what that footage looks like? It's probably just like a dancing blob in a silver suit dancing across the stage. It was a fabulous time, but you know, you know what I'm saying? But I wonder, artists who know life prior to the cell phone, the iPhone, what was it like performing then and seeing and connecting with the audience versus what it is like to perform with literally thousands of phones just out? And, you know, people are like, got it out to the side. Some people have it in front of their face. It's just like you can't go to a concert and not see thousands of screens in front of your face as as someone who's going to a concert. So I can't imagine what it's like to be an artist and only seeing cell phones and maybe not eyes and not being able to connect with people. So I'm curious. I need somebody, you know, get some celebrities to answer this question, okay? What was it like pre-iPhone to perform? And what is the difference now? I'd be curious. We have gone off on a tangent. I honestly couldn't tell you much about the NBA playoffs, so we'll leave that for Andriana to talk about when she comes back. Um, Pop culture-wise... Goodness, I'm actually all over the place because I forgot that Zendaya came out with Labyrinth, um, not as a headliner, but I think they were on the Sahara stage. And yeah, she came out. It's her first performance in seven years. And yeah, she held it down. Like, obviously, nothing spectacular, but the crowd was like going crazy because obviously it's a Zendaya. All right, fire. So good on them. All right, I'm now remembering what I wrote down, and it was a a deeper topic. Again, I'm not sure what I thought the format of this podcast was going to be today. I guess I thought I was going to, you know, hit some fun-loving pop culture things, you know, maybe teach you a lesson through um, my third life crisis and reading The Alchemist. Uh, But bottom line, I'm reading The Alchemist. I'm getting older, and it is rocking me, okay? You know I've made a bucket list of sorts. And reading The Alchemist, and I've read it before or I've listened to it before. This time I've decided to digest it by actually reading it in paper in hand, which is not my preferred method. Again, I like to listen to audiobooks, write in the car. That's kind of my thing, uh, commuting to work. But anyway, I'm reading it now and... I'm not sure why I have such a problem aging. It's always kind of been a thing. I mean, like, even when I turned, like, 18. Like, this very strange, like, feeling of that life is kind of speeding by. And I've been painfully aware of that, I feel like, for a lot of my life. And also, you mix that with a high-achieving personality. And then, not, like, high-achieving, like, (laughs) characteristic, okay? bottom line you mix that with someone who wants to achieve and not doing it in the time that they would like and you mix that with being a millennial where they tell you to go to college you do this you do that and you should be fine mix that with someone who has always been creative and wanted to do the media space and that just being a difficult space to be in you put all those things together and you've got my third life crisis it's really what you have and What I'm learning is, you know, there is no timeline. All the cliches, right? There is no timeline. But 
I think this idea of alchemy is really helping me in that one of the points is that this thing that you wanted to achieve, your personal legend, this thing that you, this dream that has been put in your spirit, that it is there for a reason or that it was placed there by the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, um, placed there and not just accident. So not like just the whims that I'm on or that I'm just choosing to want to pursue this kind of career that it is meant to be and that I'm meant to pursue this thing. So I think that has helped me a lot lately in not overthinking it or again, reading this book, wanting to pursue my personal legend and why it is valuable and why I want to do it. The line that has really stuck with me and it's in the first couple of pages is, I could have never found God in the seminary. And I think that is just so poignant. And it's because in the obvious place that you were supposed to find God, he would not have been able to see him there. He could have known the scriptures, done the praying, done the meditating, found the community or found the teachers, whatever it was. And he could have never seen the beauty of God. Or the universe. And I think there's something very poetic about that. And very beautiful about that. And uplifting. And aspirational. And gives words to something that I personally could not describe. I guess. I mean, which is why I'm having a hard time even now. But I am having a good time reading it. I'm hoping to have a little more clarity after the fact. But if you are somebody who has always had a Peter Pan-like spirit. And I hate to say that because, like, I mean, it's giving Taylor Swift, you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> no, she's doing great. She's found a way to live her life, like, youthfully, past when people would deem it youthful, I guess. And I'm only a few years younger than her, so, like, let's be for real. I think I'm just somebody who's afraid to miss the like wonder of it all that kids have, you know, like that is kind of beaten out of you with a nine to five, which been there, babe. But I, I guess I'm just trying to find the balance of that. And again, not feeling like I'm too late for pursuing my dreams because I know in reality I'm not. And I know if you talk to older people, they're like, Oh, 30 is so young. Um, but you know, you see a lot of who you see succeeding in this space is, younger people. So I think that that kind of deters people. But anyway, all that being said, I'm working through it. Aging is just a natural process. And like what uh, actual privilege it is to age. Some people do not get to reach this age that I'm at and would kill to be able to do so. So, you know, there's got to be the positives in that as well. But I will update you on how the crisis is moving along in later episodes, but it's been a great episode. I'm keeping it short. Like I said, because one, you don't want to hear me ramble on and on and on. Um, this is just frankly a stream of consciousness in a lot of ways, but we will get back to sports when Andrean is back and that should be soon. All right. So this has been two keys in the pod and I'm Shantiana keys and I'll see you next time.